Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Friday. I hope your week is treating you well. Today, I'm home. And I'm in my home in Asheville, North Carolina. The bed here is so nice. I love our bed (laughs) so much. And you know, whenever I go away, I'm like, what does my house smell like? You know, you never know how your own home smells. Well, I came in yesterday and immediately I could smell our home and it smelled like eucalyptus because we have dried eucalyptus everywhere and that felt really nice. I was like, good information. Um, But to get into today's episode, today I am answering one of your questions texted into the podcast phone line about types three, six, and nine. As a reminder, if you have Enneagram questions, you can always call or text those in to 828 Three three eight nine one two seven. I answer every single one unless I have answered it before. All right, let's get into today's question. Today's question is from Jessica. I listened to both your recent episodes on the centers of knowledge and the stances, and I am wondering what it means for the three six nine to be repressed in the realm of their center of intelligence. So six repressed in thinking while being a head type, for example. Could you talk a little more about this in one of your future episodes, if you return to the topic? For reference, I fall at point six, while my partner, also an avid listener, lands at point nine. Um, Yes, an Enneagram couple cliche, that's cute. Also, apologies in advance if I am misunderstanding things. You are totally not misunderstanding, and I'm more than happy to dive into it. I think it's you know, time for us to talk about the identity triangle in the Enneagram. So if you aren't familiar with the identity triangle, if you think about the diagram of the Enneagram, you have your circle, you have your hexad, which is, you know, a seven point diagram. (laughs) And then you have right in the center a triangle that connects points nine, three, and six. And they're each the center of their centers of intelligence, right? So Three is the center of the feeling center. Six is the middle of the thinking center. And nine is the middle of the body center. Now, each of these types struggle with their relationship to identity. So what this can look like is they all have some sort of disconnection with the truth of who they are. They base how they project themselves on other people. Sixes do this to belong to the group so that they're not without support. Nines, or potentially they do this with authority figures that they thoroughly respect or models of authority like a religion or a political standpoint, you know, kind of fall in line, quote unquote, with what they're being told they're supposed to be. Nines do this not to lose connection with other people so they kind of form their identity or shift their identity to match what people need from them or what people, what will be least offensive or easiest to get along with, with less with a group and more with individuals. And I mean, hmm, I don't know if I want to say that for certain because each subtype of nine looks different. So um, 
the major difference here, right, is that sixes, they do this on a social societal level um, and a, a more, they're much more particular about who they're willing to align themselves with. Nines are doing this more like, I don't want to lose this relationship, not I don't want to be cast out of this community or cast out of this belief system. They more so want to maintain connection to that relationship. Then we have type three who does this based off of what will be deemed successful by others in their sphere. So, if, you know, I've, I have friends who are threes who are like, we've lived a lot of lives together. You know, they've been a hippie. They've been a Christian. They've been an a out LGBTQ team member. And they've been the most successful in all of those spheres, right? Because they, they have shifted based off of who they are surrounded by. So that's kind of the center of identity, right? So they have a disconnect with who they are, what they want, how they feel, what their identity is, and it gets formed by the people around them. So what you're asking about specifically is the way that each of the types is repressed in their center of intelligence. So if we think about our centers as what we need, right, the, the feeling types need approval, they need their identity reflected back to them, like how they, they have like a way they want to be perceived. They're, they, you know, twos want to be perceived as loving and helpful, threes want to be perceived as successful, fours want to be perceived as exactly how they perceive themselves. Then we have our thinking center who all have some relationship to anxiety, but what they need is to have, you know, be able to problem solve things logically. And then what our eight, nine, and one body types need is a way to healthily express their anger or to be able to trust their instincts. So um, if we think about it like that and then we think about the stances, you know, that's our assertive, our withdrawing, our compliant types, these types are how we get what we what we need, right? So for example, types in the feeling center who are compliant, they, you know, like a two, they move toward you in order to get approval. So they move toward you in flattery to get approval. Type fours move away from you in order to be seen as special or unique. Type threes though are assertive, they're aggressive. So they get that, they get that sense of your approval through overpowering and pushing against. Um, so that's not the most feeling oriented move, right? It's not soft. It's kind of like you push your feelings down to get to the objective. So they're kind of repressing that feeling in order to get the approval that they're craving. They're doing it through action. They're doing it through more of a body center move. Um, then we have type six, and type six is in the head center, right? So type sixes need support and security, and they get that through falling in line. So I get my support, I get my security through doing what I'm supposed to do according to the rules. Um, not to say that sixes aren't rebellious. No one's saying that you're not rebellious, but you know what you need is that security and safety but you get that through falling in line, which is repressing your thinking. You're kind of shoving your own thoughts down and using the compliance stance to appeal to the group and what they need. You're moving toward others, pushing down what you think, what you feel. You lose your sense of self-trust all to hopefully get that support and security that you're craving. But a five, they're using their thinking 
to feel safe, right? They're like, if I can just be informed. And sevens, they're getting that sense of safety, right? Or even security, or they're quenching their anxiety through planning for the future through their minds. So they're both using their thinking centers, but the six is kind of using that feeling center energy of moving toward other people. Then we get into type nine. So these types, if we think about eight, nine, one, they all have a need for autonomy, not to be controlled. They all have a sense of some relationship to anger. And the other two types, right, they're using that body center to get that done, right? Eights are um, using force. (laughs) Ones are using um, a strong sense of, you know, they kind of have this like I don't want to say rigid energy, but they do kind of have like a rigid stance of like tensing up and using their body to get what they need. You know, I I will take control. Eights will take control. Um, You know, kind of that three energy where we say like, okay, they'll come and they'll take over. That's kind of how eights and ones can handle things sometimes. It's like, I will be in control. So nines, well, they need autonomy. They get that through retreating. So they're kind of going back, they're moving away in order to maintain their autonomy. In order to not be controlled, they will kind of retreat, which is not, you know, it's kind of an opposite move from that body center, which is deeply present in their body, deeply action-oriented. So they struggle with, you know, they tend to have repressed action. That's the other thing to keep in mind here with stances is that our three is repressed feeling, our six is repressed thinking and our nine is repressed action but the other types in their center tend to have a pretty strong relationship to those things now these types also are the pragmatists of the enneagram so they tell us how we connect on a down-to-earth people-to-people basis in our daily lives so they are forming hands-on attachments in the world and a lot of people think of this as like these three types really govern our society's actions because they're the ones like on the ground in the world reflecting back to us what the world has to say now that being said they all have things that they're seeking from the world type threes seek a practical ambitious and productive role in the world they want to they want to be leaders sixes seek to assure a safe and secure predictable, you know, seeking of certainty to survive in the world. And then nines seek a comfortable, undisturbed, stress-free, do no harm, get along, go along place in the world. Can you, can world peace energy. But in their seeking, they all have things that they have lost. So Enneagram threes have lost or gone away from hope of knowing that just by being in the world, they are enough. That just by being here, they are enough, they're going to be fine, that they are good enough just as they are, and that they are able to succeed in the material, right, the financial realm of the world or the physical realm, you know, what you look like, how you're perceived, how successful you are. Sixes in the seeking of security, certainty, survival, they've lost or gone away from the higher quality of faith of knowing that the quality of pure being can manifest enough security and safety in the practical day-to-day world, right? So you are, there's, the world is always looking out for you. Good things are coming. Everything will be okay. And then similarly, nines have lost or gone away from the quality of unconditional love because they, you know, from 
they lose that message that they matter, they they self-love is important, and that they deserve the love, acceptance, listening ear that they offer to others. So all of that to say, at the end of the day, all of these types are on a journey to allowing themselves to embrace their own agency, getting to know who they are outside of what the people around them or the world around them thinks that they're supposed to be, and the goal for all three of these types, and this is what's so interesting about this triangle, is to get to know themselves better, to find out who they are outside of this personality that they've put on. Now, obviously, this is the goal for all of us, but three, six, and nine particularly need to learn how to do this away from the community that they're surrounded by. And they need to be able to do it from a place of internal, intrinsic value and intrinsic belief that they matter. So I hope that it, that answers your question. Thank you so much for sending it in. I love getting to answer your questions. And again, that number, if you have questions you want answered, send them into 828-338-9127. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you Monday for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.